You're listening to the Healing Birth Podcast, and I'm your host, Carla Sargent. Each week, we'll spend an insightful and inspiring hour together, listening to the stories of people who have journeyed from trauma to healing, and discussing the insights of birth keepers who support others to heal. Whether you're new to the world of birth, a long-time parent, or someone who has an insatiable appetite for all things birth-related, this podcast offers hope and love, guidance and peace, as together we explore how healing our earth begins with healing birth. This episode of the podcast delves into the work of a Kiwi mama whose passionate drive and determination is making positive changes to the New Zealand landscape of birth trauma support. Kate Hicks is a Manawatu-based full-time mum to two. She is also the creator of Aotearoa's key birth trauma support website called My Birth Story, which she developed following her own negative birth experience and which she launched in 2018. More recently, Kate founded Birth Trauma Aotearoa, a new charitable trust working in the birth trauma space here in New Zealand, focusing on advocacy, education, research and support with the aim of preventing birth-related harm and improving equitable access to support services following birth trauma. Be inspired and hopeful as you hear Kate share about the important work that she and the Birth Trauma Aotearoa Trust are doing out there. Welcome, Kate, to the Healing Birth Podcast. It's really lovely to have you here. Morena, thanks for having me. I'm excited to have a call. Yeah, I'm trying to think about when we first met, and I think it may have been you did um, my Understanding Birth Trauma Basics course that when back when I ran it live, you were with that first group, and I think maybe that's when we first connected. Um, and then you wanted to start up a website. And, and you were sort of reaching out to me for a bit of um, guidance, support around what to include in that. Um, and your website is mybirthstory.org.nz. Um, so I would love for you to share with the listeners about what that website is about and why you started it. Sure. So um, I think actually we met prior to that if I remember correctly and um, was right when I was right way back when I was kind of deciding whether it was a good idea to create this online support resource um, and you were a great support back then so thank you um, but th where that came from uh, was essentially my own experience so I had a tricky time um, my first birth experience was a was a tricky one and that was gosh, uh, six years ago now, and um, that, that birth kind of um, included a hasty home to hospital um, trip, and it included an emergency C-section and also NICU. So um, those are probably the main experiences that led me to come out of the whole thing feeling really, really wobbly um, and not knowing at all what was going on. So I had really great, you know, support at the time and I had really great care and um, even so felt quite kind of confused and, and not really know what was going on. And um, it was about four months postpartum that my midwife um, kind of pointed me in the direction of this concept of birth trauma. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I looked and searched for resources and didn't really come up with much that kind of fit the Aotearoa New Zealand context. Um, so I thought, well, you know, I won't, I, I can't be the only one kind of feeling this way. I, I'm sure I'm not the only one who kind of leaves birth feeling, feeling this way um, and needing that kind of comfort and um, validation and support. So talked to a whole bunch of people, yourself included, um, and did a whole lot of kind of listening and looking into it um, and kind of consulting with different people and organisations. And over the space of about two years, created the My Birth Story website. Um, yeah, and so the My Birth Story website offers comfort, validation and support options. It's, I kind of always wanted it to feel like walking into your best friend's house and getting a big hug and then just going, yep, it was really shit. And here's, you know, here's a warm cup of tea mm -hmm. and sit on the couch and let's have a cordial all about it. Um, yeah, and since launching it back in 2018, it's had some really great feedback um, and it seems to have kind of hit the mark in terms of what women and birth givers kind of need to hear in that moment, um, where they're just going, what happened and what's going on for me and, you know, what can I kind of do to begin the journey of processing this experience and so on, so, mm. yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's, it's certainly a website that I've shared with a lot of people who have, um, who are, yeah, are navigating those, you know, what are we to from here? Like I'm, like you say, I'm feeling wobbly. I'm feeling like something isn't right. And, um, you know, I, I do think like back when I started my birth trauma support work, which was almost a decade ago now, it was really like, it was not talked about at all. Like, if, you know, if you struggled to find um, resources, information, support, um, what was it, four years ago? Um, was it four years ago? That, uh, after about six. Six yep. years ago. Coming up um, yeah, it was, it was even worse back then. And it, and it has, it's been quite amazing to watch over these, over the, over time, this growing, um, acknowledgement and it is still so there's so much that can be done in terms of education and support and um, opening up these conversations more but it is getting there you know and thanks to the to the likes of of, of you and I you know and the and the people who are engaging with our services like um, and people do want to do something about this they do, you know, it was no surprise at all to me, your passion and drive for wanting to create that resource when you'd been through the experience you'd been through. And it's like, and knowing how hard it was to navigate all those, those feelings and, you know, like, where do I go from here? Um, because this is what I hear time and again from people I work with who have experienced birth trauma. It's like, what, what can I how can I ensure that this doesn't happen for other people you know how can I make like what I have been through is not okay and what can I do to support others I, I started when I started up um voice for parents it was what I what healing Earth was originally called um when I started that up I also started up a Facebook group a closed Facebook group called birth trauma support NZ 
And I, I saw yesterday that that's got like 1800 people on it now. And that's just a, like a peer to peer, mother to mother, you know, um, support space for people to share their, their stories or share their, you know, um, like the, the, my son's first birthday is coming up on Sunday and I'm feeling really, really anxious and da 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 da. And then it's beautiful because these other mamas will get on there and say, I felt the same. I, I'm, you know, I'm so with you and this is what helped me. And, and I love it because people who have been through this stuff want to find ways to help make a difference for other people as part of your own healing journey, I think, is, as much as anything. Um, and, and and women are amazing like that you know um such giving generous compassionate um people so um so yeah I just I so honor the gosh the time and energy and effort and work that that you've put into um doing just that trying to make things better for other people who um have been through you know a, a shitty time um, in relation to their birth experience. Um, so thank you. And and but you've gone on to even bigger and greater things in terms of um, you know supporting our our local you know our the the um, birthing people of Aotearoa and the their whanau. Um, uh, yeah, by setting up the birth trauma Aotearoa. Um, trust and so I would love for you to share with us um, yeah how that came about what what the um, objectives of that trust are um, and I know you've already I hasn't I, you, you can share with us how long it's been around for I know it hasn't been around for long and you've been doing amazing work already on that front so yeah sure um, I guess just just to backtrack slightly, you know, I totally agree with with what you say around um, kind of peer support and peer validation. I don't think we can kind of underestimate that um, enough. Just just kind of feeling like there's other people out there who get it um, also gives us the message, obviously, that we're not alone. And I think that kind of feeling isolated when we first become parents, whether it's our first child or our sixth child, um, that feeling of isolation is just can be really huge. And that's, you know, one of the beauties of kind of the virtual world is that it doesn't it doesn't matter where we are or what time of the day or night it is. Um, we can kind of get that um, that little bit of afina and and that's kind of again why I went with a website option with the my birth story um, website is because it can be accessed by anybody at any any time nobody ne needs to know that you've kind of gone and visited it you know you can look at it at two in the afternoon or two in the morning um, and there's always that support kind of there so yeah but since um, since launching my birth story back in, in 2018, what I found happened was that the mahi that I was getting involved in kind of evolved to include education and advocacy in the space. So kind of giving talks and writing submissions on legislation changes. Um, it just kind of naturally flowed on from, from already having, you know, worked in the space for a couple of years. Um, and that really, I feel like that that mahi in that time kind of really showed me where I think the, 
the work needed to be done if we're going to see any change in birth trauma you know prevalence or support options and care options following it so I did a lot more talking to a lot more people, a lot more listening, um, kind of looking at different options, whether we join another organisation, um, whether we set up our own and just looked at all the kind of available options and ideas. And I guess one of the key kind of questions that I always come back to in this mahi right from at, um, at the start, you know, right from looking at developing the website one of the key questions I come back to is what is best for mama, birth giver and whanau? And um, so that was kind of one of the central questions that I came back to when looking at um, setting, up, setting up an organisation. And so after about two more years, um, I decided that, uh, yep, a, a charitable trust here in Aotearoa was the best idea. And so set about um, pulling together the board of trustees and kind of refining in my own head really as well, um, you know, what the co-papa kind of was, what, where we needed to focus our, our work and our energy. Um, and then about a year and a half ago, um, actually probably even less than that, about a year ago, finally pulled together um, the board and we've spent the last kind of year really getting set up as an organisation. And the board is incredible. Um, there's five, soon to be six uh, board members and myself and their you know, skills and background and experience have this incredible kind of breadth right from um, gosh managing you know kind of small community grassroots NGOs through to we've got health ethics health and feminist ethics in there fundraising and strategy we've got um, Maori maternities as kind of a, um, a background and an experience um, management of kaupapa Maori um, maternal mental health programs uh, midwifery and health justice so there's you know there's just this incredible kind of skill set and experience set that that these board members bring to the table and they're also just really passionate smart wonderful people who just really believe in this co-papa so I'm really grateful that um they all caved to my nagging <laughs> to come come <laughs> on board and um and and join me in this work so um yeah, they're, they're just, you know, I can't sing their praises enough. But um, yeah, so Birth Trauma Aotearoa, we got our official um, charities um, kind of certificate only a couple of months ago, actually. So that was pretty, pretty momentous. And we're still in the process of setting up, you know, kind of doing all the official admin stuff. But at the same time, the work that I've been doing in the space hasn't really stopped. So hence, it's been quite busy. Um, but kind of to give you and listeners an idea about the work that we do, we really focus on four key areas. Um, the first one being advocacy. So lots of kind of, you know, talking to MPs and writing submissions and, um, you know, we're quite heavily involved in the ACC maternal birth injury legislative change uh, and in helping ACC to um, kind of advising them on how to best implement the legislation and hold women and birthing people um, and their experience at the centre of the changes and the programming that they're bringing in. So that, that kind of thing. 
the other area that we work uh, on is education. So giving talks and, you know, that's right through from kind of conferences to going and talking to, you know, local mums and bubs groups. So really kind of getting the idea of birth trauma as a thing, as an experience out there in the world, and also sharing kind of ideas around how to best support women and birthing people, how to, um, you know, how to kind of improve our interactions just even on a individual basis so that people can feel validated and comforted as opposed to kind of dismissed and, and um, judged. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, another area that we kind of work in is research. So we're looking at trying to get some, some research projects uh, underway. We don't really have all that much research um, that's based within the Aotearoa context. Um, and I often refer people back to your research project, which is really valuable. Um, yeah, I feel like we need some really robust kind of research around what is it like for people, you know, in Aotearoa? What is it? what causes birth trauma here in Aotearoa? Is it the same as international kind of, um, you know, experiences? And what can we do um, that's kind of specific to New Zealand? What can we do to uh, help mitigate it, to help stop it from happening? How, how do we prevent it? Um, and also how do we use our kind of, our, our really unique cultural context here in Aotearoa to help best support people you know once they've experienced birth trauma and that has all the nuances of kind of um you know um how do we kind of best help Māori whānau how do we best help um Pacific whānau and how do we um support those whānau and organizations that are that are um offering support to those whānau so that they get the best care um, and, and support possible. So yeah, research certainly, um, and also kind of looking into lived experience and how we can, how we can, um, how we can really kind of lift that up. I think I feel like the the kind of the idea of lived experience is really gaining. I'm sure, the best word to use, but kind of momentum and it's gaining a lot more respect um, and a lot more appreciation around lived experience, um, which is fantastic. And how do we use the specific experience of birth trauma to feed into solutions and prevention and so on. So kind of that very scientific research, but also acknowledging and appreciating, you know, lived experience as well. Um, and then lastly, support. So eventually our intention is to um, offer some kind of low cost or free counselling service or um, a peer-to-peer -peer type service with, with anything, you know, we're um, short on funds and particularly as a new charitable trust, we're still working on how to kind of um, create those, you know, some good solid and sustainable fundraising um, streams but that's you know that's the detail right <laughs> like mm. well, that'll that'll happen and um yeah yeah so we've got we've got big plans and I have to often kind of pull myself back and go okay whoa <laughs> whoa back Kate like one one thing at a time um yeah I guess I feel like having worked in the space for gosh six-ish years I've got lots of ideas about what could happen when it could happen 
and how. So um, my board is very patient with me, I think. <laughs> I'm sure that, that you help drive their own passion, um, you know, such as the nature of your, um, yeah, your, your own passion around making these changes happen. And um, yeah. It's incredible what you've achieved in, in those six years, Kate. And um, yeah, very grateful. Very grateful. Mm. Thank you. It's, um, yeah, I kind of look back at it and go, yeah, right. It's, it's been a you know, wild trip, but um, it really is an honor to be working in this space. You know, I have like, like many women, I have a, a fair chunk of imposter syndrome that comes creeping in. Um, at the same time it's yeah I just remember what an honor it is to to kind of be in this in this position really and um you know I'm really aware of my own privilege and and how it's really been my own privilege which has allowed me to set up the website and has allowed me to do this work unpaid for so long um and for me it's about how do I for me it's about sharing that privilege right like for, for me it's kind of comes back to that that childhood lesson of caring and sharing and and for me if you have privilege then you've really got to share it that's that's kind of there's no point in it just sitting there you know so um yeah it's it's a real honor to kind of be able to be in this position and I'm mindful of how my own privilege has allowed me to to do that and I'm becoming increasingly aware of how um, how to basically how it's a good idea to share that privilege um, by giving up space as well to those individuals and kind of groups who don't necessarily have as much privilege as as I do if that makes sense <laughs> have you got any thoughts on um why there is such a lack of funding, of support for, um, et cetera, our, our new families out there, our struggling new mamas and papas and babies. Um, why has this been so underfunded and undersupported for so long? Why are you having to do this work? Unpaid. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I often think, why is it being, particularly when I was creating the website, you know, I just keep, keep on thinking, why is this being left up to me? Like, mm. I'm so happy to do it. And it's, as I say, it's an honour to do this work. But why on earth are we leaving a significant mental health and physical health challenge up to just little old me, <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's, it just baffles me really. Mm -hmm. We know the impacts of birth trauma, whether it's physical or psychological. We know the impact it can have on the, the birthing person themselves and on the wider whanau, even out to the wider community. Why on earth are we letting this become such an issue? And yeah, I, 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 part of, part of me just wonders still but also I think you know there's kind of the obvious the obvious causes um, of patriarchy 
Mm. and that a lot of decisions and choices are still founded in that very patriarchal model. Um, there's still very, very racist thinking in the systems and institutions that feed into the experience of pregnancy, birth and postpartum. There's still very ableist um, attitudes that, that feed into those. Um, you know, there's very kind of heteronormative attitudes that feed into all of that. So I think we've got to really look at challenging and dismantling those isms mm. is, is the way that I can call, it, call them um, and that was another reason for setting up birth trauma Aotearoa um, because I could see that those isms so the racism the sexism the ableism and so on were the basis of a lot of birth trauma that occurs mm. and changing challenging and changing those isms is a very long-term process mm. so I kind of when I decided to start up birth trauma Aotearoa I was like right I'm buckling up my boots for a long plod up a very big hill because I think that that changing those will take a while because they're so embedded you know they're so just because it's a big mountain doesn't mean that you can't quietly kind of tick away at climbing it right so we'll just just keep ticking away at it and challenge those ideas and challenge those systems and um, challenge those structures and I've got some wonderful help um, mm. in, in, in doing that and the board is a as I say is a huge help um, and you know as you mentioned earlier I just keep getting emails from people saying how do I help you like what can I do to kind of to support you in this process like tell me what to do kind of thing and um yeah it's it's incredible really and as you said earlier you know the I think the power and determination of women um is incredible is incredible so mm. it's about I guess kind of taking that harnessing that and then quietly taking the way at those at those um attitudes and, and systems and structures and things yeah 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 I it, it it feels like such an obvious um move for our our government our legislation and that to support new families better to to put money and resources um mahi into birth trauma prevention and um and support uh, in the wake of of a traumatic birth experience or just postnatal support generally even if you haven't had a difficult birth experience it's a real struggle for a lot of people mm -hmm. out there and uh, and we are not designed for it to be a time of struggle um you know it's and it is having you talked about it doesn't just affect the, the whānau, it has wider ripple effects that ultimately affect our community as a whole, you know, and so um, it just seems like such an obvious preventative measure <laughs> to be supporting our new families better. Um, the, the, you know, the 
the lack of attachment that can be a flow on Mm. from having a negative birth experience and being under supported in the postpartum period um, is going to impact that not just the relationship between mama and baby um, or child but that child that grows up with you know this sort of lack of attachment lack of trust in the world lack of safety that's going to have impacts it's going to have impacts right and so like I, I, I have this saying, which I just so strongly believe, which is, you know, um, heal birth, heal the earth, like healing our earth is all about, it begins at, at birth. And we, yeah, so it's, it drives me batty that yeah, there's and, not, you know, more. I think there's, sorry, um, I was going to say, I think there's there's still so much to be done, as I mentioned, but I, I do want to acknowledge some of the strides that have been made. Um, recently, uh, a couple of nights ago, I was talking with a, an, an MP and, you know, she was saying that we see this, like we we get it and um, and we want to make changes there. It's just achingly slow and, um, you know, and, and resourcing, it's just... You know, it's just a resourcing issue. And I can understand that. I, I actually get that. But the other part of me says, yeah, I understand that, but not good enough. You know, like, actually, this is about choices. This is about choosing to value women, birthing people, and whanau. And, and if, as you say, if we get that right, then the positive flow-on effects are huge um you know and I think I'm always kind of really careful about talking about the negative impacts of of um perinatal distress because I think that we need to be careful about the messaging and the narratives that we're presenting parents with um, I think there's enough guilt already there's enough shame and stigma stigma already around not being okay um, so I think we need to be really careful about the messaging that we're kind of presenting to, to people. Um, not, I don't mean that in terms of holding back information, because absolutely people, people, you know, it's, it's our job to share information and, um, and ideas and things at the same time. We, I think we just need to be really careful about how we present that information, because you know, we all kind of want to do the best for our babies, right? And if we kind of continually get messages that, oh, you're mucking up your baby because because <laughs> you're distressed or because you've felt birth, you've experienced birth trauma rather, um, then that can just add a whole nother layer of guilt and shame and and putting up barriers for people accessing support. So, um, you know, there's hundred percent, percent. Yeah, there's. I think. It's this interesting kind of balance between normalizing um, not being okay and normalizing and acknowledging um, and accepting that, um, you know, the diversity of feelings following birth are okay. It's okay to feel those feelings. Um, so that, that acknowledgement and normalization helps to break down some of that shame and stigma. At the same time, it's really important that we work on ensuring that support services are there so that people kind of don't go, 
oh, well, it's okay that I'm feeling this way and I'm just going to kind of track on, right? Like normalizing it so that people will reach out for support and go, okay, I'm feeling rubbish or confused or grieving or what have you. Um, it's okay to feel those things, but I also need to go and get some support potentially to, to help to process and heal. Does that kind of make sense? Like I think, yeah, there's just that balance there of um, normalizing um, not being okay, but not excusing it, if that makes sense. Not in the person, but not excusing it in terms of having a lack of resources, having a lack of services that are equitable, um, effective, and so on. Yeah, totally. Um, and, it, and it reminds me of the messaging that I am forever trying to portray in my birth trauma support work um, around that your birth trauma was not your fault. You know, mm. that so many, so many people are left believing that they failed at birth, that their body failed them or that they failed to be a better advocate for themselves and their baby. And it is that is so not the case we only ever are doing the best that we can do and making the best choices we can um, to have the our chance at the safest outcome possible because that's what's at the fore of every birthing person's mind right mm -hmm. um base and all we have to go on is the information and support that we have available to us at that point in, in time and you know and then we learn more in, in hindsight and uh, you know like later down the track and we go oh, I should have done this or I um you know I should have made a different decision here and there but it's like hang on go back to <laughs> in the moment you did make the best choices of course you made mm. the best choices you wanted you more than anybody on the planet wanted a safe outcome for your baby so whatever choices you made in that moment and whatever you did or didn't do was the very best um, that you could have done um, and yeah it feels like like 90% of of my work is is encouraging people to see how they 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 are not to blame for their experience um, and yeah and I love that you brought that up because of course me talking about you know the flow on effects and the the lack of um, attachment or bond that might occur etc and and how that could impact our community as a whole um, you know there will be mama listening out there who are going like shit I you know I didn't have a good bond with my baby and you know is am I to blame for that and yes no you are not to blame for that right you are not to blame for your traumatic birth experience you are not to blame for the lack of support that you encountered in your postpartum experience that is no fault of yours and you did the very best that you could possibly do for your baby every step of the way and don't doubt that for a second um you know it is the, the system it is our culture of um of of, of birth I, I, you know it's our culture of lack of respect and honor for the enormity of the transition that is going from you know um made into mother or from you know a family without children to a family with children it's huge and there is so little 
to guide that transition in healthy, holistic sort of ways and to support and honor that massive, massive change and the importance of, um, of, of, of those early, I want to say days, but it's more like weeks, months, yeah. <laughs> years, you know, um, and, and yeah, it's no wonder we have so many, I mean, the, the leading cause of um, maternal deaths in New Zealand is suicide. And if that's, yeah. if that's not the biggest like exclamation mark to say we are doing something wrong when it comes to supporting um, the mental well-being of our women out there. Um, I don't know what, you know, what more it will take, but that's shocking, right? Oh, it's just yeah it's it's kind of beyond words really for me you know like it's how can we be getting it so wrong mm. <laughs> and you know we we could probably talk for days about about that and I really think that we need to change the narrative around um around perinatal distress and birth trauma specifically um, to one which part of the solution for me is changing the narrative around perinatal distress because I think when we continually look at it in terms of a deficit when we continually talk about it in terms of a deficit as in you know look at our suicide rates um, look at our um, how much damage we're doing to our kids that kind of thing um, that that doesn't do anything for the shame and the stigma at all whereas if we can flip that narrative a bit while also acknowledging and respecting and use utilizing the the research and the knowledge around suicide rates and, and, and impacts upon whanau and, and so on um, to create change we if we can flip that narrative on its head and go look at how it would be if people had that support look at the outcomes that would happen if you, mama, birthing parent, if you had that support and ensuring that support was there, look at what would happen. Like, I'm certain that we would see a dramatic change in our communities if we could ensure that, that every birthing person, whether they've experienced birth trauma or not, has access to equitable, effective, empathetic, um, and yeah, effective, you know, treatment and care, um, and equitable is really important. Like I, you know, that's got to be front and center, right? Mm -hmm. um, if people experience barriers to care, whatever that barrier is, mm -hmm. um, racism again, ableism, and so on, mm -hmm. then we need to create changes. To dismantle those and we also need to ensure that people have got all they need to mm -hmm. to be able to access that care mm -hmm. um yeah as i say i think we need to be we need to look at a, at the strengths in it we need to look at the strengths within women we need to look at the strengths within whanau we need to look at the strengths within communities um and we need to build strong support systems whether that be within whānau, within communities or within our um, nation that can enable that support 
for families that can enable healing if trauma has occurred mm. and that can enable enable women birthing people and whanau to really kind of um, recognize and run with their own strengths mm. and because you know I think we have we have the answers to our own healing within ourselves and whānau have the answers to their own healing and their own um, wellness within themselves and government, um, communities, organisations such as Birth Trauma Aotearoa, it's really our job to ensure that women, birth and people whānau have all that they need to realise those answers. Mm. Um, I'm not saying that's an easy job, but I think that that's, you know, that's that's what really needs to happen. Because I can sit here and go, or anybody can sit there and go, oh, well, this is what you need. But it's like, well, actually, yeah, it's not, you know, I need this other thing over here. Mm. It's my job as an organisation to, it's our job as an organisation to advocate for parents and whānau getting what they need. Do you think there's space for, um, like you talked about Home Birth Aotearoa, um, looking to um, enable equitable access to effective support in the postpartum period? Um, so, you know, if, if somebody wants to receive some some counseling that they might be able to access that or um but do you think there's space for um bringing in alternative type therapies because uh, it's one of the things that came through in that survey that I conducted you you talked about some research that I did and it wasn't it wasn't an academic piece of research this was me back you know eight years ago going I I'm, um, I want to know more about birth trauma and the experiences of people in New Zealand and what is, um, what's causing their trauma and what's, um, what support services are available to them in the wake of that trauma, uh, what's working, what's not, what do they want that's not available, what are the partner's experience of birth trauma, you know, all these questions I had and, and I could not find the answers, there was not the research wasn't out there um and so i so i just went about like conducting my own random little survey <laughs> anonymous online survey thinking you know and i was asking a lot of of respondents to 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 share you know share some like tough stuff um so i really didn't expect to get many responses at all to that survey and and i had 319 Mm. impassioned responses people poured their hearts out they told they wanted to share their stories they wanted to be heard and they wanted changes to be made and it was like okay wow right <laughs> I'm mm. hearing you and one of the things that came through was um that uh, for a lot of people they felt that their trauma was in part caused by the system um, of birth care. Um, and I want to put the word care in little, you know, inverted commas there because it's like the lack of care that was available mm -hmm. to them within that system. Um, and 
And so they didn't want to go back into that same system <laughs> to access support because, you know, when the, you don't go back to the perpetrator of your abuse to, you know, get, <laughs> get support in your healing um, from them, right? Like it was that sort of idea, even just having to go to the hospital to access maternal mental health support, for instance. And that's not always the case. I know that um, sometimes there's home visits, but I, you know, uh, for, for some people, they completely avoid going anywhere near the hospital um, unless they absolutely have to when it's associated with um, a really traumatic mm. birth experience. Um, and so, you know, uh, what I was hearing was that for some people, they want to be able to access support that is non, like, mainstream support. Um, and, yeah, and so, and, and that's just not it's not available, not, not for free anyway, you know, and, and in fact, even those who were, who were reaching out for maternal mental health support um, were often being declined as well. So um, when they could access that, yeah, the message was coming through that it was often really helpful, but, um, but for lots of people, it wasn't appropriate. And for lots of people, they were getting turned away. Um, or but and for others they didn't even know it existed yeah and that's a real issue right and um, you know maternal mental health um, like kind of general more general mental health uh, uh, services in Aotearoa are just incredibly incredibly under-resourced um, and one thing one thing that I do want to mention is that you know our organization kind of um, one of our values is around choice. So we're not an organisation that would say, well, you know, to prevent all birth trauma, everybody has to birth at home. Or to prevent all birth trauma, everybody should have a hospital birth. Or um, similarly, to find the best healing, everybody needs to go and see a psychologist. Or to find the best healing from your birth trauma, you know, you just need to um, do yoga therapy. Like, we believe that it is up to the person to decide what they need to um, prevent birth trauma from occurring and also to help their own healing. That kind of comes back to what I was talking about earlier around people have the answers. We, they just, we just often need a little bit of support to kind of find those answers and then to realise them. So we're very much an organisation um, where we, we advocate for choice. Um, and I think that the best thing that we can do in terms of healing is, is to provide as many possible choices for people. Um, and that ranges right from, you know, talk therapy through to kind of art therapy, through to rongoa Māori, through to... Um, you know, kind of a clinical psychologist and everything in between. Mm. Any care that and, and support that people are offered absolutely needs to be equitable, as I've said, and it needs to be culturally competent and culturally kind of diverse. So again, you know, we need support services um, 
that where whānau Māori will feel most com comfortable, we need support services where Pacifica whānau will feel most comfortable, we need support services where rainbow communities will feel most comfortable, we need support services where um, somebody like myself, Pākehā, um, Wahine will, will feel most comfortable, you know, and um, if we're going to get the, the, the most kind of success, then that's I absolutely believe that's that's what's needed is choice. Hundred mm. percent, right? Like, and for so many people, um, their their birth trauma is seated in the disempowerment that comes with lack of agency or choice mm -hmm. around the plethora of um, experiences that they go through in their pregnancies and births and postpartum, um, and that when when we are supported. To, um, to make the choices that feel right for us, then that's, <laughs> that's where the healing comes and that's where mm. we get to experience birth the way that is right for us, that is best for us because uh, we do know, like you say, we innately know um, what we need. We innately know. We just often don't know that we know and we are not supported to understand that we know or to access that information. Mm. Um, yeah, and yeah, so you, yeah, you're speaking my language <laughs> so much <laughs> and, and, yeah. Yeah, and talking about this importance of choice. Yeah, and I think, you know, um, if we do look at kind of some of the, the research that's out there, um, we know that support and processing and healing of, of traumatic experiences and, and distress when it's at the mild to moderate kind of stage um, is the very best idea because it doesn't get to be um, more severe. Um, and, and kind of the, the, the biggest um, number of people who are experiencing distress are experiencing it at, it at that mild to moderate kind of level um, that doesn't mean to say it doesn't have huge impacts for the person and beyond uh, it's all still incredibly valid um, but that's really where I think we need to focus some of that energy um, you know as policy makers as funders um, as community organizations and so on um, and it's just, again, it's just a no-brainer, you know, it's preventative healthcare, you know, if you look at the, the recent ACC um, birth injury bill and the changes in the, the care that that means, the treatment and care that that means for so many women now, it's just so smart, it's just yeah. so wise, aside from the fact, the very obvious fact that it will be life-changing for those women um, and birthing people and their whanau, it means that it's not going to become bigger issues down the track. And I think we've got to look at that in terms of not only physical um, birth trauma, but also psychological birth, birth injury. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yep, hearing you. <laughs> yes, yeah. She's a big job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so amazing, like, Awesome, awesome work with the um, the part that you and Beth from Aotearoa played in get, in getting 
supporting that legislation change. Um, you know, and I, I know it's not um, it's not everything that we would have liked to have seen in terms of changes there. You know, mm -hmm. um, there's still the um, yeah, the, the mental uh, mental health aspect that's not um, covered under ACC um, with those changes, but it's a big step in the right direction, um, at least. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was an incredible um, time actually to, to be involved. You know, there was other organisations and individuals who were kind of campaigning hard at, at the same time that I was um, around birth injury kind of generally um, and, and specifically around uh, physical birth injury. And it was kind of um, a perfect storm, for want of a better phrase, um, of myself coming and meeting with um, certain MPs um, and, and other organisations and individuals. Um, there was an incredible, um, huge petition set up by um, Kirsty Watt and Don Wilson and the AFIRM group. Um, and that was kind of one of the big kicks, I think, to, to get the ball rolling. And that happened at the same time that, you know, I was advocating and other groups were too. So, um, as well as um, a whole bunch of incredible journalism done at the same time. Mm. So it was really just this wonderful big push to, to really get the issue um, into the limelight. Um, and then we kind of kept on pushing to, to get the, the changes um, that have been made, made. And as you say, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those um, situations where you kind of ask for 100% and um, you get kind of 38 or something but so there's a lot more work to be done but um, those changes will be incredible for hundreds and hundreds of families yeah. um, which is fantastic in this space you know I've, I've worked in the social justice space before um, in kind of formal lives and um, I grew up in a family which um, did a lot of kind of social justice um work and you've got to celebrate the small wins you know oh, yeah. you've got to you've got to celebrate those steps up that mountain I was talking about mm -hmm. um, aside from anything else you'll go bonkers if you don't mm -hmm. but um, as I say for those for those families it's just fantastic mm, yeah we were I was really mindful too um, just around the time that the changes came into effect of how it would seem and feel and hear um, to the families that it wouldn't help. Uh, one of the things we advocated for hugely was retrospective cover. Yeah. So um, cover for, for birthing people who had already sustained an injury prior to the October 1st um, date. And that wasn't included in the legislation change. And you know, I was really mindful that there would be people out there who were already injured or who suffered a psychological injury that also wasn't covered in, in the change. And they would actually quite possibly be feeling really hurt and really angry and just gutted mm. um, at the fact that these changes didn't help them at mm. all. And so, yeah, we kind of acknowledged that and, um, you know, the fact that you can be really stoked for someone, you can be really stoked for the families that this legislation um, change, 
will help and will impact positively at the same time we're allowed to feel really annoyed and pissed off that it doesn't help us at all mm-hmm. um yeah and that's okay yeah yeah 100 mm. percent. so if people are listening to this podcast episode and are like nodding nodding their heads vigorously <laughs> hearing you share about the the things that need changing and that you are looking to work on through Trauma Aotearoa what um what would you say to them if they're like what can we do you know you said you've had people reaching out what can people do who are listening who are like yeah I want to get on board I want to support this important work and um what can I do Mm. yeah and that's that's a really good question you know I've the whole way through since kind of right at the beginning where I was creating the My Birth Story website, I'm really mindful that I have one brain and I have one set of eyes and one set of ears. And, you know, that's all going to be filtered by my own experiences, my own privilege, my own, you know, attitudes and so on. Um, so I've been really mindful the whole way through and particularly setting up Birth Trauma Aotearoa um, of the lenses that I bring to it. So I've always been quite um, open to and encouraging for people to get in touch and just say, look, I think you need to change this or, um, you know, you need to have a better think about that or or this, I don't think this works um, and so on. So um, that's certainly um, something that people can do is to get in touch and, and give us feedback. I come at this mahi as a, as a, I don't actually like the word consumer, I hate it, but that's the word that's kind of in use. So I come at this, this work as someone with lived experience of birth trauma. And I think that brings a richness to it that is, that is valuable. Um, But I'm not the only one. And um, yeah, so I think it's really important to be open um, to other perspectives and ideas and things. And, you know, as a, um, as an organisation, the board and I are working quite um, quite hard to to figure out how we can best honour tertiary in our in our organisational structure and in our um, programming mm-hmm. because we know that is um, just vital mm-hmm. um, and valuable and um, yeah, so just really any any kind of any kind of feedback. Is, is really welcome um, any kind of ideas around what needs to happen in the space um, how we can best honor tertiary and whanau maori how we can best honor um, you know pacifica whanau um, and, and so on um, yeah just re- reach out really please please mm. be mindful that I might not reply instantly because I do this mahi you know in the evenings once my kids are asleep so um it might not be fast but nor is the journey you know so um yeah reach out I guess I think one other thing that's really important um is that peer-to-peer support so really reaching out to other parents and mm. supporting other parents in a way which is um compassionate and empathetic I think um, is you know I don't think that can be underestimated I think that's really really important being being in that support group that that you established the Facebook support group you know and offering 
offering that afina to, to other people um, is, yeah, can't be underestimated. Mm, yeah, yeah, awesome advice. Yeah, um, and people can donate as well to Trauma Aotearoa. Um, they can. Yeah, yep. and, or if they've got fabulous ideas for like funding um, methods, or uh, I'm sure that you guys would be all ears. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's certainly always welcome. I'm I'm really um, mindful of, and I actually haven't shared our Give a Little page on um, our own Facebook page yet, um, or and certainly not in the you know the birth trauma support page because I'm I feel really uncomfortable personally. I feel really uncomfortable um, asking for financial support from people who've experienced birth trauma from the birth trauma community I kind of feel like we have enough you know like we shouldn't be burdened mm -hmm. with with um we shouldn't be financially burdened with kind of supporting this work yeah. to happen mm -hmm. because effectively it's um you know it's work that as we've discussed, tries to prevent, aims to prevent birth trauma and support it um, when it has occurred. So I just don't feel like it's our responsibility as the birth mm -hmm. trauma community, you know? Mm -hmm. People are welcome to, of course, um, and it will be gratefully accepted, but I don't ever want there to feel any pressure, to be any pressure on people to financially support this work. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's up to others it's up to everybody else you know just like it's up to everybody else to support the birth trauma community it shouldn't be all just on us mm. to reach out and get support you know I often find it funny when people say um to people who are experiencing uh, mental health challenges oh you just need to reach out it's mm. like no 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 you need to reach in <laughs> you know mm. I've got enough mm. going on Mm. with physical injury for example oh you just need to ask for support it's like no 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 no. you need to come and offer like we need to we need to change that kind of script yeah. as well right I love that don't, don't yeah no don't tell me to reach out you need to reach in yeah, yeah. And, and and actually don't even offer just come and do just come and do the, bring that washing and off the line and you know bring that meal don't yeah. don't text me and ask if I would like to be brought dinner around you know um mm. Even better if to to yeah to just to just do. Um, of course, it will be yeah. gratefully received. Yeah. Um, well, I would like to put your give a little um, link in the show notes to this episode. So you know, um, I, I honour what you're what you're saying there. And um, mm. but there are people who do do have the ability, the means, mm. and desire to um, support this work. So. Um, so yeah, let's make that available to those people. Um, and and yeah, we're almost sort of finishing up here. But um, I guess I I would just like to ask what what you would suggest to people who have experienced a traumatic birth. <laughs> like, where to from here, Kate? What's what you know? Where do I access support? Where do I go from here? Sure, and um, my first suggestion would be the My Birth Story website. Um, that's, that's, you know, as I mentioned earlier, a place that offers comfort and also has a, a reasonably extensive 
external resources page. So um, that's a page where people can gather further and specific support if they feel like they need it. We've also got a strategies page on there and that lists some kind of beginning of the processing healing journey ideas. So, you know, give this a try um, and, and kind of see how it feels. Give this other thing a try and see, see how it feels. So those very kind of start of the journey stuff um, that may help. Um, and if that's not enough, then flick over to the external resources page um, and, and find a support um, find a support that really that fits with with you and your own values and beliefs and um, and and so on. There's other kind of parts on the My Birth Story page which people might find valuable. For example, there's a um, there's a page which is kind of dedicated to friends and whanau. So that really explains for friends and whanau and other supports what birth trauma is, what people might be experiencing and how to best support um, someone kind of a what to say, what not to say um, kind of information as well. So really how to best support someone who's who's had that experience. Um, yeah, so that, that would be a, a kind of a first port of call, I think. And then it really depends on what, um, what the person is experiencing, whether it's physical injury, um, you know, kind of going down the route of um, ACC or um, pelvic health physio, that kind of thing. If there's um, more emotional distress, then reaching out to someone such as yourself or um, a peer, peer support group. Um, there's some incredible organisations um, working um, in communities around Aotearoa, um, and many of those are listed on the website. Uh, as well as that, we list them often on our Facebook page. So there's a Facebook link um, on the landing page of My Birth Story. So, um, you know, people can kind of follow along on our Facebook page and, and get regular updates about um, the organisations out there that are supporting Fano. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Great. Well, I think, I think that's... Uh, um... A good night to end on. Yeah, incredible um, value that can be found through that website in terms of information and guidance of like where to from here. Um, and yeah, I, I just again want to thank you for the many, many hours and of, um, yeah, probably a bit of sweat and tears, <laughs> sure. maybe even some blood in there <laughs> that you've put into, and it's certainly a shit ton of heart um, that you've put into this work over the last six years. And and for that, you know, the rest of the, the hill that you are um, intent on climbing. Um, yeah, and I really do hope that you take your own advice. You said earlier, you know, we really do need to celebrate the wins um and yeah and I just I get the sense Kate like you're somebody who's always looking to the next thing that you that needs to be done and possibly you talk about celebrating the wins but whether you actually ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got me <laughs> yeah right uh yeah so um yeah but thank you thank you so much for all the work that you're doing in this space and um 
yeah, I wish I at times that I've have been more available to support um, your mahi. I would have loved to have been on the board of Bethrama Aotearoa and it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, um, yeah, I just can't spread myself that thin at the moment, but, uh, you know, I'm always here. <laughs> um, if Don't I say that, I might come knocking. <laughs> yeah, well, do. If, if I'm needed, I'm there, right? Like, um, yeah, but... Yeah, thank you. And it's been really awesome to talk to you this morning. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's like this sort of like shining light that's there. You know, it's there's a big dark tunnel that we are in a lot of the time, mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's people like you and these awesome organizations that provide that, that, that shining light that's there, you know, and we are making inroads to, to reaching that, um, that liberated space where, um, yeah, our journeys are really honored and we are supported in the ways that we mm. need to be supported and deserve to be supported. And I, I want to kind of shout out as well, you know, to all of the other organisations that have that have been working in, um, you know, in the whānau space, whānau wellbeing space and the perinatal maternal mental health space. Um, you know, there's the TABS Trauma and Birth Stress group that did an incredible amount of work um, in the birth trauma space um, years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and they kind of paved the way here in Aotearoa. Um, you know, Kaupapa Māori Services, there's just this incredible group of people and organisations who are working across the space and mm -hmm. all of them doing amazing work. Um, yeah, so definitely want to kind of shout out to them as well. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, and, and real grassroots ones as well, like, you know, belly full, mm. providing meals mm. for, for new mums and... Um, I wish it would come to mind, but I've got a lovely friend, Shani, who, who lives in Waikato, who, um, you know, has a charitable organisation supplying, yeah, new families with all sorts of just, just needed things, you know, blankets, clothing for baby, um, prams, all sorts, like just incredible, the, the yeah, the love and compassion and um, energy and heart that so many um, people are offering others out there. It's, yeah, amazing. Well, yeah, <laughs> have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us this morning. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Healing Birth Podcast. If you like what you heard, please spread the love by sharing this podcast with others. Or if you'd like to connect with me, you can get hold of me via Instagram at healing.birth and through my website, healingbirth.co.nz. I'd love to hear from you, whether that's so you can share feedback or suggestions, or because you're potentially interested in working or training together. Let's do it. Aroha nui, you beautiful people.